The Press Box is here to catch you up on the latest media stories. Hosted by Brian Curtis and David Shoemaker, these guys have the insight on the biggest stories you care about. Check out The Press Box on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Thomas's. Thomas's presents Technique with Tom. Slicing an English muffin with a butter blade? Boulder Dash! Just pull apart with your hands and marvel in the nooks and crannies' splendor. For each one is unique like a snowflake. Thomas's. Huzzah! A toast to breakfast. This episode is brought to you by 7-Eleven. What if I told you you could get a big snack almost anywhere for less than five bucks? Let's talk 7-Eleven's $3 big meal deal with seven rewards. Big meal deal is a big bite hot dog and a large big gulp drink. And you won't find a better snack deal anywhere else. Here's what I put on my hot dog. Mustard. And that's it. That's it. I love a hot dog with mustard. Maybe if the chili, if I'm feeling it, if I'm feeling crazy, maybe a little chili, maybe a little nacho cheese, but I'm a hot dog and mustard guy. But if that sounds like your kind of bite, visit 7-Eleven. Valid through 1725. 7-Eleven has the right to end this promotion early. Plus tax, applicable on large big gulp only. Participating U.S. stores only. See app for full terms. All rights reserved. Previously on Recipe Club. Priya, the uh, the wheel beckons. Wheel of death. I will read it so that uh, listeners know what's on here. It's biryani. Canned crescent rolls, eggplant, flatbread, hummus, instant ramen, spaghetti, Velveeta cheese, homemade yogurt, and uh, halibut, which is coming off the wheel and to be replaced by. This is probably one of my all-time favorite vegetables, and I, I and I would love to see what you all bring to the table. I'm going to add okra. Oh no! <laughs> it has not landed on okra. Dave is falling apart. <laughs> Let me give this a shuffle. I can't do it. <laughs> okay, so Mount we know ham, that... <laughs> okra, natto. The... Oh no! Dave is not a fan of the uh, slippery, slimy texture. Um... Priya, you are sick. <laughs> All right, I'm giving this a spin. <laughs> no, if we land on okra, I quit. The wheel is slowing on eggplant. Everybody, welcome to another episode of Recipe Club with Chris Ying and myself, Dave Chang, and we are joined with the highest winning percentage of Recipe Club. Uh, no asterisks involved, Priya Krishna. <laughs> and uh, the 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 ingredient where the wheel of death landed on last go round uh, was eggplant. Uh, something I'm not enthused about. And uh, let's have Chris explain <laughs> the rules of yeah. Recipe Club. Yeah, thank you, Dave. The The rules of Recipe Club, as usual, are that the three of us um, are here to debate the best way to cook the things that people other than Dave Chang want to eat. <laughs> In this case, eggplants. Um, we've each selected an eggplant-focused recipe and all three of us have cooked all three, I presume, but sometimes we find out that's not necessarily the case. And then we will politely debate and discuss what, what the uh, highs and lows of our process were and then and then get into some winners and losers here. 
Yeah. Speaking about winning, can we just say congratulations? We hit number one on iTunes Pretty for good. food podcasts. Pretty good. That's awesome. Yeah. But now we got to do better. We must do much better. That is not a compliment. <laughs> that is a challenge that we have to do better. So if you understand, not we didn't reach, we didn't set high enough goals. We didn't stay at number one. No. We're out there every single morning. And so guess what? There's uh, only like uh, very few comments, uh, five-star reviews. So we have a lot of work to do. <laughs> we flipped that one right around. Uh, no, but thanks to all of our listeners for, oh, man, this has been so such a, a fast really, process. Really? Thank you? I think most listeners, there's only 800 <laughs> of you that we should say thank you to. It's true. It's true. You only get a, a little thank you if you actually took the effort to uh, five-star rate this podcast. The rest of you... Work harder. Try harder. Uh, can I, can, before we get into this, can we just sort of start off with some official semantics as we normally do now with Recipe Club? Oh, boy. Going into these topics, I'm finding it problematic that the, the liberal views of the court, where <laughs> you guys are, interpret very freely what you think is a recipe as a represent of what we choose on the wheel of death, right? Eggplant being one, I am of the belief that if we land on casseroles, we should make a casserole with the name casserole in the recipe. I think that if we make a dish that says eggplant, majority of the dish should be eggplant. Interesting. Interesting. You know, it's like at least 51% at, at, at least... Uh-huh. I'm not I'm not that great at math, but I do think that 51% is more than 49%. That much I know. Now and here <laughs> I have a problem is the, the oh, recipes chosen by my peers, my esteemed peers on this court, loosely interpret that eggplant could be 30% of the recipe. 20% of the recipe. <laughs> and I, 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 I just want to say whoa, whoa, to whoa, the whoa, world, whoa. I think that this is problematic. Because, you know, very little eggplant in your guys' recipes. And I call bullshit. I mean, first of all, not true. <laughs> Second of all, uh, all right. So so let's let's get into it a little bit here. Is the idea that the recipe should predominantly feature the ingredient or should it be? What if it's a, what if it's a fantastic recipe that has 30% eggplant? Is that a bad recipe or is that a bad eggplant recipe? It's not an eggplant recipe. You know what I mean? Like I didn't make rat. Well, I didn't make ratatouille. It's true, right? That logic is the same thing that you guys are. But I don't think that Priya. I Priya. I won't speak I'm, to you, but I would not being Anthony Scalia. <laughs> God damn it! I would yeah. not have objected to a ratatouille recipe. I don't think Priya would. I you wouldn't have. Objected? I wouldn't have objected to a ratatouille recipe. I think the the baseline is like: Does eggplant play a central role, and does it highlight the eggplant? I think all these recipes fit the bill. Dave, I just think you're wrong about this. I don't think that I'm wrong, clearly. And I'm not trying to be solipsistic. I just think that if we're going to choose eggplant, eggplant should be the shining star, not a co-star. Well, I think these people are not like... Not best supporting actor, actress. <laughs> I think lead, we're trying to answer the question, role. like, what is the best thing to do with eggplant? I think I all know. these three recipes qualify as, like, potential well, solutions. Can we hear from our Facebook community and social media and Instagram. Just tell us what you think. Who do you, who do you side on? Please don't. Is it, is it, (laughs) I think we're going to be okay here, Priya. I think we're going to be okay. I think if we put this to the people, I believe in the people. I believe the people will come back and say 
51% of the recipe by what? By weight? Has to be eggplant. Why, 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 why are we choosing the wheel of death then? Why don't we just say whatever? We're just making whatever we want. <laughs> okay, let's get, okay, we have to, we'll, I think we should do this on a case-by-case basis, as they would in the Supreme Court. They don't just argue random arguments that Justice Scalia was thinking about this morning. You know, you got to bring a case to the table and debate it. So we'll get and, into and it guess here. what? Here's the case. Your two recipes to me <laughs> fall short of being called eggplant recipes. <laughs> My recipe is fucking all eggplant, dude. Okay, let's before we get into before we get into the our legal arguments here, we should talk about eggplant generally. And I know Dave, you said you don't you weren't excited about eggplant. Do you, are you not excited because you don't like to eat eggplant? I like eggplant. It's just as like it doesn't excite me. It's like celery. It's just about celery for me. I'm like, eh. how could it be? no? It's so okay, Priya. Where are you on eggplant? So I didn't grow up eating eggplant because my mom absolutely hates eggplant. Like she doesn't have prejudices against any vegetables except eggplant. And it really sucked because growing up when you're vegetarian, which I was growing up, like a thing of roasted eggplant is often like the generic vegetarian option at weddings and events. So I grew up like not enthused about eggplant. And then as I became a food writer, I had preparations that showed me that eggplant's actually an amazing vegetable, and now I love it. Seth hates it, though, so <laughs> I'm on an eggplant island. Uh, I'll join you on eggplant island, Priya. I'll come live there with you. I, I, I love eggplant. I've eaten eggplant my entire life. I like cooking eggplant, too. I mean, I th- it poses some logistical difficulties here and there, but like, I, I think this ingredient is amazing. I very seldom come across an eggplant dish I don't love. I mean, I think like an undercooked cold eggplant is my least favorite thing. But like otherwise, eggplant's amazing. It's one of like humanity's (laughs) oldest vegetables. It's totally bonkers looking. It looks like an avatar plant or something. It comes in all these weird varietals. People thought it was poisonous. This thing is amazing. The eggplant is historically and culinarily delicious to me. I also, like, name one other vegetable that just gets so, like, jammy and silky when cooked. Like, that texture to me is just everything. I... Dave is Dave, Dave gave a uh, a little eyebrow raise to that description, but I <laughs> agree right, let, with let, you let's, about the texture. Okay, let, let's go into what you think are the best sort of dishes of recipes. I'll start. I think, again, you can't say it's ratatouille because that's not really it. Eggplant parm is probably the most loved. Then you have, what else? Baba ganoush. Baba ganoush. I mean, okay. two of my favorite eggplant preparations are in this podcast. The The Chinese preparation that you brought, the Yishang, the fish fragrant eggplant, is something I grew up eating. It's one of my favorite things in the world. And the other one is the one that I brought, which is like a schmooey, goopy eggplant cooked to mush with aromatics. Like, that's my other favorite preparation of eggplant. I My personal favorite eggplant dish is nasu. Dengaku, which is the miso-cured roasted Japanese eggplant. The reason I didn't do that is I part of my version of recipe club, the recipes that I want to do are make it as easy as possible. And that's not an easy dish because you need a, you need the charcoal, you need binchotan. And it's actually not an easy dish to do because you got to get the, the, the miso right. And outside of that, and outside of baba ganoush that I love, I, the reason I dislike eggplant is simply because it's a sponge for fat. So am I, dude. So am I. <laughs> I don't need to be reminded of my bodily form in the food that I'm eating. Okay? It just sucks up 
fat. And you can't really cook eggplant without fat. You cannot. You, you can maybe oven roast it, but guess what? You're going to need olive oil. You're going to need some kind of fat. Mm-hmm. Eggplant is only really good as a vehicle for fat, much like pomme puree or potatoes. It doesn't have any, it's not good boiled. It's It's got to be mounted with some kind of fat or cooked in some kind of fat. And I find eggplant to be really heavy, not light and, and, and something that I want to like eat all of. Right. Mm -hmm. It's just, yes, it's light and it has that creamy texture, but the seeds can be, you know, crappy and it's not a healthy thing to me. And I only eat healthy these days. (laughs) You should, Dave, have you ever had, this is the dish I would have submitted, but due to logistical reasons, namely my aunt Sonia would not give up her recipe. I did not. Is an Indian dish called Pangan Bartha. Oh, and my it's favorite too. That's one of my favorite. Yeah, oh my God. It's so, so good. I should have just like submitted someone else's version, but I don't want to keep what is only dish? submitting Indian what is recipes. The dish for you? It's basically you like grill the eggplant over fire. You like mash it up and mix it with tomato, garlic, tons of spices, lots of onions and eat it with rice or roti. And it's, it's just like a mash and it's so good. For me, eggplant is like exclusively a textural thing. I don't think I need flavor. I just need that texture. And that's what I love. So just eat Soylent Green then. Oh my God. No, eggplant oh is God. good and I refuse to be taken off this, knocked off this eggplant perch. Let's get into the specific approaches we took to this. I think you are right to, to in that, Dave, everything is about overcoming. Whoa, you, just, you just said I was right on this podcast. <laughs> in that, in this very specific way, Dave is right that the all eggplant preps, the three we've brought really are about like overcoming that between raw and then silky mush texture like you don't want to be in the in-between zone whether it's by a ton of fat or or a ton of cooking like that's how you have to get there so we have three uh recipes here one is from our reigning champion are you the reigning champion you win the last one priya yeah i did (laughs) is a a persian eggplant stew koresh badamjan i don't know if i'm pronouncing that correctly nor am i going to pronounce my recipe correctly uh makewa oop which is a northern thai uh, eggplant preparation and Dave brought a fish fragrant eggplant uh, as made at Dainty Sichuan, one of the great Sichuan restaurants, one of the great Chinese restaurants in all of Australia, if not the whole goddamn planet. So those are the three. Priya, as the reigning champion, you have winner's rights to go first or defer to somebody else. What do you want to do? I guess I'll go first because um, <laughs> Dave gave me some really upsetting news about you and my recipe that I feel like I need what? to share. <laughs> Dave, Dave and Chang, dude, sometimes conversations need to remain between us. Uh, yes, Priya, go ahead. Describe your recipe and how it's made. Sure. So um, aside from Bang and Bertha, I would say the other eggplant preparations I've loved most have been from the Persian side. I think Persian cuisines definitely like know how to do right by eggplant. And so I actually texted Samin Nostrat asking like, what is a great, you know, Persian eggplant Two dish? Samin Nostrat reference drops in this podcast <laughs> by Chris Yang. They, Chris Yang shops at the grocery store that Samin goes to and Priya just dropped in a Samin reference. Wow. What do you guys do to get the votes from the public? <laughs> Unbelievable. 
Um, and she has her own recipe for this dish, but it's on, it's behind a paywall. So she was like, I think this dish looks really good. It's from a blog called Unicorns in the Kitchen run by a woman named Shadi. And this recipe looked great. You're basically like slow cooking lamb, turmeric, cinnamon, salt, pepper, tomato paste, onion, vegetable oil for a while sort of shallow frying eggplants, adding them in to get super silky and then adding in Persian lime for tanginess. And it's sort of a little tart, rich, hearty, silky stew. And it sounded really, really delicious. And uh, what was the upsetting thing that Dave told you? Just out of curiosity. Well, Dave, basically, I was like, oh, yeah, I just made my recipe. I thought it turned out pretty good. And Dave was like, oh, Chris hated your recipe. (laughs) I was like, what? And so we had like a full hour conversation every five minutes. I was like, I can't believe Chris hated my recipe. And Dave was like, well, maybe I'm mishearing. Maybe that's that's wrong. But like, I know that uh, Dave like lives for drama. Of course, he was going to say this. Um, I did not hate the recipe that's that's a, that's a mischaracterization of it i was excited to cook this and for the hours that it was cooking or, or not hours like how long is the, the the stew cook for a An while hour and a half my my house was a wonderland of aromas and i was very happy that it was cooking so basically when you when you cook the stew you cook the stew for an hour and a half until the lamb is is tender um at the end you toss in the the dried persian limes which was a cool ingredient that i i had never um cooked with but immediately recognized the you know, scent of from Persian stews and Persian cooking. Um, and at the end, you sort of fry eggplant and tomatoes in, in a in a frying pan and then add them to the stew at the end. And I will say two things. One, the whole recipe calls for like a teaspoon of salt, which like I had to, you know, quintuple, octuple to get to a place where it I could taste se- it. It says season to taste. All right, fair enough, but octuple <laughs> and then i didn't feel like e- e- the eggplant and the tomato did anything with the stew and maybe it's just like a factor of me not being accustomed to this style of thing but like you cook the eggplant till it's brown uh in in oil and then you add it to the stew for like five minutes that didn't really make it part of the stew for me and we ate it you know at that point in time and i was like well this is like a lamb stew with a side of eggplant to me and and some tomatoes on the side I once I did the respectful thing and ate it that way, I did the very disrespectful thing and I added the eggplant back to the stew and the tomatoes back to the stew and just cooked it until it all turned into one uniform stew. And I liked it better at that point. You are supposed to add the eggplant to the stew and then let it simmer for longer. Well, it says you cook it for five minutes. I cooked it for like an hour and 20 more minutes <laughs> like oh, in the yeah. in the stew is a thing. Just so it like fell apart into that texture we were talking about. And like I did enjoy it better at that point. But. As instructed, I was just like, I, it might be my failure. It might totally be my failure of like not really eating this way. But to me, it was eggplant on the side of, of lamb stew. Whoa. I don't know. I felt like it incorporated well enough into the stew. And I really liked the like side of tomato. That's a thing that I like the my, side of tomato. That's a, that's definitely a thing I recommend. That little like hit of acid with the rice and the eggplant. I don't know. I thought it was just like really refreshing. It didn't feel heavy. It tasted really nourishing. This was Seth's favorite for what it's worth. Yeah, because like the eggplant's eggplant. on the side. <laughs> Chris, Chris, are you agreeing with my opening 
statement? Well, Dave, you would have found a uh, 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 more of an ally on the bench had you not lumped my recipe in as one of the culprits <laughs> of the eggplant being on the side. If you'd sought out an alliance with me, I would have been with you on this thing. Okay. I do feel like this was separate. What was your What was your take? I thought, first of all, it was I, I, I got like a lamb shank, like a tiny lamb shank, because that's all I could get in terms of lamb. But I think it could have been good with any meat. I was surprised at how thick the dish got. And people should know that tomato paste has somewhat powerful thickening properties because there was nothing there was nothing else, right? Turmeric won't, you know, have <laughs> hydrocolide like properties. So it was tomato paste. And I actually was just shocked at how thick it got. I am trying my best to follow recipes to exact order, but also I didn't want to pan fry or, or or fry the tomatoes or eggplant. I actually think it would be better off if you did that on a grill or on an open flame, personally, because uh, that char, I think, would have done a little bit better. And the picture looks like it's charred, not pan fried yeah, as well. And uh, I would, uh, I think that the original dish where are the vegetables are charred. I could be wrong, but I've had some version of this before. And that's to my recollection. And I'm far from being an expert of food. That's not it. But uh, that's just my two cents. I think pan fry, if you do do it, it needs to be like just a ton of color. But I didn't because when I tasted the sauce, it was super umami. It was very flavorful. And I wasn't going to get the bitter color. I mean, the the bitterness, I think the char is really important to that dish. And I was like, well, I'm not going to get it to that point. So I'm just going to add it in without pan frying it. And I didn't really lose anything because it was such a delicious dish. But my one regret is I would have loved to have that burnt, charry taste and that stew would have been better. But overall, as I cooked and I cooked it in a donabe, I just was like, this isn't a, the sauce was delicious. And I didn't have Persian limes. I just added, you know, uh, lime juice and lime zest. Um, it's not an eggplant dish. Oh my God. <laughs> Can I? <laughs> you couldn't, you can't, you can't taste eggplant whatsoever. <laughs> yes, and it's you not can. Even, no, you can. And it has very little of that luxurious mouthfeel because it has everything else but that. I disagree. <laughs> I got the mouthfeel. I, I, I listen. I got it after I cooked it for a long time until it was cooked into the to the mush. I felt like that was uh, again disrespectful to the original intent of the dish, but I enjoyed it more when it got there. The stew was delicious. I thought the lime added a lot. I thought like there was umami. Once I got over like how upset I was that it only called for one teaspoon of salt and seasoned it to my taste, like I I thought it was delicious. I just thought I just thought that the eggplant was a separate part of it until I force them together. I, I do think too, I added uh savory salt to this whole thing um, of course to you tie did. it in. Of course I did because <laughs> I do, I think it needed something more than the salt and maybe it's because I didn't add the Persian lines, but something to tie it all together in a different way. But regardless, it was super delicious. And it, again, not to disrespect the recipe, but I think Maggie sauce would be really, really good mm -hmm. in it too. Even Worcestershire sauce would be really good, but so here's what I'm hearing. This is a objectively delicious recipe that turned out great. It's just not <laughs> eggplanty enough for your personal tastes, but is ultimately delicious and great. Yeah, I mean, I'll take it. Yes and no. I mean, it's not. It's listen, Priya. It's not a mark against you or anything. It's just like I didn't. I actually thought the stew was delicious. I would not 
and in, in, if we're gonna if you're gonna zoom out and be like, okay, Dave's saying it's not eggplanty enough, and if like by the original metric of like ways to use eggplant, I wouldn't use this way to cook eggplant. Is is my that's my true you opinion. May, I, I think this is a a, la- a lamb stew. The concession I will stew. make is that I I do think that I would have stewed the like I think like equal parts eggplant and lamb all stewed together would have been really great with these flavors. Yeah, I think that would be pretty killer. I think that would be more like a, and again, it might just be like my taste, but anyway, that's, that's my take on it. I think that if you're looking for like a delicious lamb stew, like this is a, a, a great place to look. Uh, where do we want to go from here, guys? We want to go Let's to talk about Chris's recipe. <laughs> I feel like this is gonna be a vengeful She's so discussion. Mad. Priya, She's so, so mad. Mad. Just everybody. Oh. Just t- keep in mind how mad Priya is before she says anything here. Just <laughs> a judge is supposed to be objective. Um, I know. I this know. is why I have my notes. I'm Someone not speaking emotionally. Themselves. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I am going to. I, so I'll introduce my recipe, and uh, I will. You can try to shake me off this too. But I, this recipe has been in my wheelhouse for a long time since I don't know when. Hot, sour, salty, sweet came out. That's which is the cookbook, the Naomi Deguid cookbook this is from. But this was early 2000s, I want to say. And one of the first, you know, big Western Southeast Asian cookbooks. And I knew nothing about anything. I still know nothing about anything, especially about Southeast Asian food. But like when I was, you know, in my my early 20s or something, this was a formative cookbook for me. I really liked cooking from this. This dish is called, they, they describe it as like their favorite eggplant dish ever. And it's basically you take eggplants and cook them with like a very pungent paste of dried Thai chilies, shallots, garlic, uh, dried shrimp, and tomato, which is key. Uh, you cook it covered in a pot optionally with some ground pork and you don't add any other liquid to it and you just keep on letting it cook down until it's a it's a mush and it's a mush that goes over rice in my house dishes like this are known as schmooze and we eat lots and lots of flavorful schmooze over rice um so i'll do this exact method with you know different aromatics and different vegetables squash or zucchini things that'll break down but uh, I don't know. Again, I'm wondering if my eggplant taste is just weird or my taste is weird because like we eat this type of dish and this one specifically all the fucking time. <laughs> Do you eat it, cook it without meat or is it mostly vegetarian vegan? So we I'll do it if I don't have any ground pork in the freezer, we'll do it vegetarian vegan and I'll add some uh, fish sauce to it generally just to give myself that same satisfaction. But when I do have meat, it's probably a quarter pound of, of pork at, at the most usually. Just as flavoring. I mean, this recipe calls for, I think, two ounces of ground pork and... Two ounces? Two ounces. It says for a quarter cup of ground pork and one and a half pounds Quarter of cup eggplant. of ground pork is a lot. That's no, basically half a pound. A quarter cup... It's, it's, it's not a lot, Dave. It's not a lot. It's two ounces. I know uh, you're trying listen, to drag I only, me into I only use the metric system, so this imperial <laughs> system is what fucking throws me off. <laughs> All right, I'm about precision, guys. Not this guesstimation of whatever the fuck it's going to be, half cup or so. Nonsense. It says two ounces, which is an eighth of a pound, and then one and a half pounds of eggplant. So by the by, the law of, of eggplant mass index that you established in the beginning, I feel like I qualify. Well, I, I added a pound of pork. <laughs> oh, my God. And I doubled up the eggplant because I bought so much fucking eggplant. Oh I bought a lot of eggplant too. I bought a lot of eggplant, and so I just I. I think it's if you just take the eggplant, out, I mean the the pork out of it, it just you know 
it's tomato stewed eggplant with fish sauce. And I didn't have dried shrimp. I used sandwich uh, the Korean salted krill, which is basically tiny, tiny baby, baby shrimp. Mm-hmm. And it's just like you gotta eat the you gotta eat it with rice. Is that the tiny krill that you'll you'll you can sometimes you put in kimchi? Or yeah. bosan, yeah. Yeah. I think it yeah. tasted great. I mean, it's fine, but it, I mean the pork, once you add anything meaty to it, right? It's not about the eggplant anymore. You even two ounces, right? The in ratio. It's not about eggplant anymore. It's about the pork. Mm. You know exactly what I'm talking about, too. <laughs> you add protein to an eggplant dish at all, right? Clearly, Priya's was like a, a, a case of a lot of protein taken away from the starved eggplant. Once you add pork or any protein to an eggplant dish, I think it takes it away. It's not like um, Sichuan string beans with minced pork. This becomes this thing where because the eggplant is cooked to nothing, all you can really have as a mouthfeel is the ground pork. Let me say this. Not even listen, I I I don't I don't disagree that I like this dish better with pork. I think that's totally fair. But I will I'm, say I that, let me add one more thing, counselor. <laughs> How often do you make this dish truly without ground pork? When you open your fridge, you're like, I don't have any ground pork. Um, I'm not gonna make this vegan. No, I'll never make it vegan. Like I said, I'll always ask, add fish sauce to it. <laughs> I'll always add some kind of umami. But I will say, like in the d- defense of this dish, it, it, if you do it the way instructed, it is only two ounces of pork to a pound and a half of eggplant. And it does, it, it is in the same tradition as those dry fried green beans that you're talking about because like so much Asian cookery is like meat. You have a little bit of meat. How can you maximize the effect of this meat? And if I cook a little meat with a ton of vegetables and all the vegetables start to taste like meat, that's maximizing impact of meat. So like, I, I agree the pork is essential, but I don't find that to be a problem with this recipe. Uh, Priya, how much pork did you use? And before you give me your overall criticism, do you think like, where are you on the, on the, the pork part of this? I disagree with Dave and I agree with Chris. Like the, this is an eggplant as the central player dish. The pork is like a nice element that serves to supplement the eggplant. I used the amount called for two ounces. I just didn't like this dish. (laughs) It was just, it it felt imbalanced. It was assertively shrimpy in a way that I wanted some other like acid, maybe like just some other notes to balance out that like, intense shrimpiness and i think like it was one of those things where i was just like i think this is just a personal preference thing i think that so many people really value that shrimpy goodness i feel like my last memory chris last time i saw you you and ruby were like eating shrimp chips in your car (laughs) when we went to the zoo this was like 2019 (laughs) <laughs> and I was like, okay, this makes sense. Chris and his family, they like love the like dried shrimp flavor. It's like a very specific thing. I think it's just one of the things I didn't grow up with and haven't, my like palate hasn't accommodated. But I like imagine that this dish is like very, very delicious to a lot of people. I just didn't love it. I, I you know, I, I sometimes underestimate that part of it. And I remember having a conversation with Dave where I was like, Hey, why don't, why don't shrimp chips catch on? These are definitely going to catch on. These are the best. And he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, nobody likes this flavor. What this is. I think it's, it's always interesting to me to realize these truths that I think are true are like 
very personal, like Priya, who has, you know, a very wide and, and like generous palate. Like you're not, this isn't familiar to like the dried shrimp flavor or whatever. And that's totally fair. I will say another thing I, I do like about this recipe and the thing that like comes in handy a lot in our cooking here is I like the idea of like blitzing a tomato to be your your source of all liquid mm-hmm. in a, a vegetable dish like this. Like that's what we take away a lot. So in the summer when we have just like an abundance of squash, like you cook it down with whatever and a tomato is liquid and you don't have to add anything else. And I think it like produces a really nice you know, textural schmoo. And that's like a very Indian thing to do as well. Totally. Totally. And I think like, again, maybe schmoos are also just something I like, but I like a, a mushy mush on top of rice. That's just my I love jam. schmoos. Like I love mushy mush on top of rice. I think this is just one of those is things. Is this the schmooze episode or the eggplant <laughs> episode? It was like, I mean, it's like when people say they don't like hing or asfetida, I'm like, how is that possible? But then I remember like that really strong pungent flavor is something I grew up with, something I love, but maybe not something that everything, everyone can immediately get behind. Um, before we move on, Dave, are you swayed at all that it's, that this dish is an eggplant dish, even though you added a full pound of pork and maybe <laughs> but I also added like five pounds. So the ratio is like, <laughs> if you just make a lot of it, it's just a lot of, it's just a lot, a lot of eggplant and pork. That's really it. It's just stewed down. And, and I think that this could be made with anything. <laughs> quite frankly. Yeah, definitely. And that's why. Okay. That's fair. But that's it also could be why I potatoes, love potatoes, sweet potatoes, greens. Like, it's just like you cook something down and you obliterate all the cell structure in that ingredient. <laughs> And what you're left with is pork and shrimp (laughs) and chili, (laughs) which is great. I'm not saying that, but like, again, it's like nothing to do with eggplant. I will say to like nitpick on the recipe, it took me like double the time to get to the texture I wanted. And I wasn't sure if I did something wrong, but it just took me way longer. Chris has already said that he makes this with squash. To get to, get to you've already just, yeah, it's, yeah, you've already I, just like, sold already out admitted. your client. I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I'm with you, client. I'm with you to the end. I'm You're just like, saying. Sometimes I love I the squash over eggplant. You just told the audience. That's that. totally true. I love this recipe because it taught me to do this exact thing with anything I've got. So, is this an eggplant or a squash recipe, Chris? Oh my god, babe, you need to stop trying to win on technicalities. Uh, no, it's, it's all I went on. <laughs> he, says, he says, no, he says, no, that's all I went on. Um, okay. Well, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of this recipe. I will, I'll ride or die for, for schmoo oop. This episode is brought to you by Thomas's. Thomas's presents Technique with Tom. Slicing an English muffin with a butter blade? Boulder Dash. Just pull apart with your hands and marvel in the nooks and crannies splendor. For each one is unique like a snowflake. Thomas's. Huzzah! A toast to breakfast. This episode is brought to you by Cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on Cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got 
a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on, I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. So now brings us to what is hopefully the most eggplanty dish of all time. <laughs> yeah, it's clear. <laughs> because Dave's what's got the Chinese very... pronu- What's the Mandarin pronunciation? So this is Yishang Qiezi, uh, which is, translates to fish fragrant eggplant. So this came out of Gourmet Traveler, which is like the probably like the only national food magazine in Australia. I have lived in Australia. I've spent a tremendous amount of time in Australia. I have not been there since a dainty Sichuan branch opened up in Sydney a little over a year ago. But I've been to Melbourne many, many times. And I think that dainty Sichuan is my favorite Sichuan restaurant in the world. Completely taking out the actual province of Sichuan, outside of Sichuan, dainty. And you're talking about amazing restaurants now in America. And the Sichuan cuisine is just bananas, particularly in the San Gabriel Valley. But dainty Sichuan, I've never had anything like it. It is authentic and not authentic in ways. It's just, I don't even know. It's just, all I know is I'm always dying and I need milk and (laughs) I'm in a fever dream of sweat and pain. And I think it's just amazing. And of all the many, many amazing dishes they have, whether it's their century egg with tofu, um, the dish that I have to order every time there is their fish fragrant eggplant. I have tried to make this a lot of different ways in the past, and I've never quite figured it out. And I know a bunch of people have sort of maybe hacked the recipe because if you actually get the dainty Sichuan version, I know Chris Ying has had it. It's like you're eating panisse, like the outside structure. It's like perfect giant steak french fry size rectangles of eggplant and it's in a crisp thin batter that you cannot sort of discern what exactly it is because when you bite into it it's like molten eggplant in the center but sweet crispiness on the outside and i thought i was like wow i think they're using isomalt and making a caramel (laughs) and like i went down this road of trying to literally deconstruct it it's not exactly that. And I've, I've tried to make this a variety of different ways, coming close, but it's clear to me that's not what they're doing. I, I don't know. I think what they're doing is frying it and then like probably like throwing it immediately in sugar and then back in the wok and getting it, getting it caramelized and then mixing in the aromatics. Uh, I was surprised that this recipe didn't have Sichuan peppercorns in it because I feel like the real version melted my face off mm-hmm. uh, and continues to do so. So I wanted to get that version of that. And Dainty Sichuan's is a specific version of the fish fragrant eggplant, uh, which you can get in almost every Sichuan restaurant. And I always get it. And it's always delicious. And I I just think it's, as as Chris sort of said, it's schmooey, but not. You, you can still get the texture of the eggplant. You eat it with rice. It's amazing. What makes the Dainty Sichuan version, to me, a little bit different is the sweetness. And it's crispy. 
right? The eggplant is actually crucial to making this dish successful. You can't really do it with anything else, which is why I thought long and hard about you, the audience, to give you the truth about what eggplant could be and also educate you guys on the best version of it in an actual restaurant if you get to Melbourne. Uh, it wasn't based on a true story of what eggplant is and it wasn't based on squash schmoo. I'm telling you that this is an excellent recipe, even though it doesn't have the crispiness of the actual version. I think that this dish can be extrapolated in a lot of different ways. I don't think you need to deep fry the, the eggplant. I think that you could broil it. I think you could grill it. I think you could pan fry it. I think you can deep fry it. I shallow fried mine. You know, I blitzed it all into a, 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 the Thermomix. I made Chris's dish all in a Thermomix. Came out, came out great. You don't need a Thermomix. <laughs> I was blown away at how really delicious this dish was and eggplanty simultaneously. Well, Priya, here's hoping he never releases our, our text messages where you and I were like, fuck this audience, man. Let's get them with these fake eggplant dishes. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, I listen, I, 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 uh, when you chose, when I saw like the email pop up with dainty Sichuan, you know, eggplant in my inbox before even looking at the recipe i was like fucking dave like he thought of it like this dish and Priya, i don't know if you had i don't know if you've been to to melbourne and have this had this dish but like i haven't I, I can't it's like dave said it's it's one of those like top it's one of the top 10 dishes in the world for me top 10 for easily top 10 dishes in the world for me and it's one of those things where you're like Chinese kitchens are fucking miraculous. <laughs> like, however they figured out how to do this with these strips of eggplant to make them like, like Dave said, almost like you're eating like a fried panisse or something. They're 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 they hold together. They look just like thick steak cut French fries, but the texture inside is like is the texture that Priya's talking about, like the the silky eggplant texture. They're unfucking believable. I was surprised to see the dish come through in when you suggested because I was like, there's no way you can make this without a deep fryer. There's no way you can make this dish without like some serious frying. The recipe itself, I think Chang is for like home cooks. a more traditional variation yeah. on it. You know, it's definitely like more traditional. It's not even remotely close to the dainty Sichuan version whatsoever. It's not. Yeah. But it is a pretty close, it, it's like a very, uh, you know, I, I shudder to use this word, but it's like an authentic fish fragrant eggplant. You know, it's it's all about black vinegar, pickled peppers. You have to have pickled uh, peppers in there, garlic. And the reason why, by the way, we should say like fish fragrant doesn't mean there's any fish or seafood in the sauce. It's just I my understanding of it is it's like it's the seasonings that people generally use to to season fish in, in Sichuan cookery. Yeah. And um I would say that on the actual making of the sauce, right, it says to mix the vinegar and the castor sugar together. I think you can skip all of that and just throw it all into one thing to start um, yeah. because you're going to cook it down. The potato starch could be replaced with cornstarch or any kind of starch, but it is crucial to giving it. And I just threw it all in clearly at the same time, and I blitzed the garlic and the ginger and the black vinegar is crucial. You cannot replace this dish without any other vinegar. I think you could, but the black vinegar gives it that aftertaste nuance thing that you're not going to find with any other vinegar. What else? Oh, on the pickled chilies. You can buy a lot of pickled chilies if you go to the Asian supermarket, like H Mart. There's so many uh, on the sh like shelf stable. I actually use Calabrian chilies, mm -hmm. pickled Calabrian chilies. And it was the perfect heat because I think they're great chilies because they're spicy, but they're the kind of spicy that everyone can eat. And in my ha household, 
spice can't really be consumed at the normal levels that we normally do. So uh, I use Calabrian chilies. And if that didn't make any sense, basically you can eat it. You know you're going to get, you're feeling the heat, but it dissipates relatively quickly. You don't feel pain, which is why I think it's a great pickled chili. And it's something I think every household should have too, is like that Calabrian chili. I, I can't, I haven't found that spice heat thing in any other chili that's pickled. That's why I like it a lot. And it's also great in pastas. So that's what I did. And um, I think you could just do this all too stir fry. You know, if you're not going to get the super crunchy, you could just do this all stir fried and and not worry about even pan frying it. So this recipe, because it's not exactly what the dainty Sichuan recipe is, I think you can take this and personalize it in a lot of different ways and make it easier. But I was so goddamn happy with this dish. <laughs> PK, talk us talk talk to us about your experience with this. It was amazing. This dish was so good. I pan fried. I did not. Couldn't bring myself to deep fry because Seth had been making donuts all weekend. But I found that it felt like even with pan frying, it tasted super luxurious. It got silky. It was really spicy in a great way. I had to order the pickled chilies and I'm really glad I did. I thought that they added such a great dimension of flavor. It was super balanced. Like, I, like I, this dish is like, but like the, it's, you know, like the kind of dish where you're like, I could never make this at home. This is the kind of dish I have to go out to experience these flavors. It felt like such an achievement to make this at home and to be like, I just made this and it was pretty easy in my own home kitchen. Well, that's what, that's what I'm about. That's what I want the listeners to feel too, that victory, that achievement when making a proper dish. And that's what I wanted okay. them to feel. And that's why I chose this recipe for them. Oh my God. <laughs> okay, All right. Yeah. I'm like, All right. he's never going to let me live this down. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I thought it was great. I uh, And it was really great on day two when the flavor had really seeped in. I, I thought it was a great dish. Um, I pan fried mine. <laughs> the only other times I've cooked this are like in a restaurant context or uh, I literally had, I took a cooking course in Sichuan. <laughs> and I, I will say what that grade like, did you get? What grade did you get? Uh, F minus. <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I did not did not complete. I um I I like I liked the the end result. There are two sort of major adjustments I would say. One is I think you can half all of the liquid ingredients in this honestly. I think it's a lot of sauce if you followed how how it how it's described. It's uh, I think it's like a, more than a cup of liquid for this and yeah. I don't think that's necessary. Um mine was like pretty soupy. Um, so I think you could get away with that, like literally having all of it and you'd still have like the, the right flavor and a, a, probably a better um, sauce consistency. I pan fried mine like you guys did because I'm not about to get that deep fry going. I, I, I will say the other major thing is like I just miss the deep fry. <laughs> like I think like this dish, yes, it's way easier and you can make it at home. And I think this is a great way to do so. It just made me miss like Chinese restaurant cooking so much in that I way because like you deep fry Same. this thing like the it, it does suck up a lot of oil and it becomes so fatty but like that's what makes it fucking delicious you know like because it's so fatty and the sauce is so acidic like that's why the dish works to me in restaurant format that's why like the crispy one at dainty Sichuan works is it's so fatty so you know I I liked it I like I would have liked it better if it was less saucy, but it's a it's a great recipe. And like, man, the more people who know about <laughs> dainty Sichuan, the better, I think. Was it eggplanty enough for you, Chris? 
What is describe eggplanty to me though? Like it's just like it's, it's was it was it over fifty one percent eggplant? <laughs> oh my god! No, it was. It, this was no more eggplanty than the eggplanted mine. Listen, there's no here. electoral college here. You can majority wins here. Fifty one percent wins. It's, my dish um, had the most amount of eggplant. You're, <laughs> by volume, your dish had the most egg eggplant. Uh, before we get into it, let's do this. Let's talk about overall takeaways about about eggplant cookery here. I think that we've we've covered most of it. Like eggplant is a texture thing. The, the egg, cooking eggplant is all about getting to the right texture. In Italian cuisine, you can do pickled and cured eggplant caponata. Uh, maybe I, I I've cooked so much eggplant in my lifetime too uh, that I I just don't love it, and I've cooked it in every possible which way except, and it's why I like making baba ganoush at home because it's a very different way of making it. But um, I I would make Priya's dish again, and I think I do make versions of that, but I just wouldn't use eggplant. I just make it as a different stew. Your dish. Is like ratatouille, you know, with shrimp. And you don't uh, even make this dish. You make it with squash. <laughs> I make it with eggplant too. Uh, yes, fine. And this is the first time I'm just like, yeah, I'm I'm tired. If I'm now that I've won a couple, like fuck, I gotta win more. And now he's now he's getting now he's just getting brazen with this. <laughs> now this now I'm getting just out like of the gloves are off. It's like I think that this is the dish that I'm going to make the most. I will make Priya's, and I do make Priya's dish, just not. With eggplant. So you guys are all, which one are you going to make the most? Dave's. Oh, I'm going to make mine. <laughs> I already yeah. make mine all the time. Uh, <laughs> let me ask you guys this question also. So I think all three of our dishes, um, maybe I'm mistaken. I think all three of our dishes basically use the same type of eggplant, which are like the longer Chinese or, or Japanese varietals. But um, do you guys fuck with the other, all the many other eggplants out no, there? No, I use the, I use the, the big dude. I didn't oh, the big globe the, ones. The big globe ones. Yeah, all three I, I couldn't find the Chinese yeah. eggplant, so I had to use the the big ones, which oh, I, okay. I I feel like I I knew that I was that it was going to be a bit worse because I was using those eggplants. My favorite egg, eggplant varietal is the fairy tale. Yeah, not just because are... of the cute name, but they're they're just really good. Yeah, they're delicious. Um, well, okay. So I guess the, the business of voting sounds like Dave's is going to come out on top. I, I still stand by mine. I mean, Priya, you still give yours a, an endorsement. You still yeah, give the Persian Yeah, I would still push. endorse mine. And I think like I would agree with you that I would just dump the eggplant in and let it stew with the lamb and make the proportions more equal. Uh, everyone made tasty food at the end of the day. Yeah, I think all three of these would be a, a perfectly happy landing place for your for your eggplants of of whatever varietals you've got. I, I mean, that's the other thing is like I think that eggplant, with the exception of like what you're talking about, Dave, like the fairy tale, the smaller ones, like those are not necessarily interchangeable. But I think in a lot of like my takeaway, and you guys can disagree, is for preparations like this, the eggplant varietal is pretty interchangeable. It's just going to change how long you have to cook it to get to the texture you want it. I also think it's important to mention here that like we are all taking into account like sort of time efficiency with our recipes. There are a lot of amazing eggplant recipes that are just a pain in the ass to make, like stuffed and deep fried or, you know, like I feel like that is a big part of like great eggplant cookery, but it's just not as feasible for everyday home cooking. Totally fair. Um, okay. I guess that that's uh, makes Dave the winner again. Is Good that work, possible? Dave. Who, who won again? I can't hear Dave that. is the winner. 
staunch objections. I'm coming back. Staunch objections over here. Um, Okay, that brings us to the wheel of recipes. Currently on the wheel, we have biryani, crescent rolls, flatbread, hummus. Priya's so much, they're all pre choices. Instant ramen. She has shaped this wheel. Instant ramen, spaghetti, Velveeta, homemade yogurt, okra, and eggplant, which is coming off the uh, wheel. I mean, it's like, it's like a... It's like Priya just put a bunch of federal judges on the court. It's like a fucking Priya <laughs> Pinterest board over yeah. here. <laughs> yeah. It really uh, is. D- you Dave, can't do anything. Eggplant's coming off to be replaced by your choice. Dish, really ingredient, product. What do you want? To do something that doesn't give her any strengths on this. No, 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 nothing. Let's think less about the competition and more about our, our wonderful and more about helping people. That's what I was about to add. <laughs> I think that this is something that everybody has or, yeah, most people have. I'm going to add canned cream of mushroom soup. Holy oh, shit. That's a good one. I think that's a great one. Uh, all right. There it is. Cream of mushroom soup. I'll give the wheel a little shuffle here. I hope it lands on this one because I have a good recipe for that one. She's just fucking with us, Chris. <laughs> I've got a great cream of mushroom eggplant casserole that's coming your way, guys. Uh, any other, any other, anybody want to hazard a prediction on where this lands? If it, the wheel is magical. I just don't want okra. I don't want okra because it's gross. <laughs> I hate right. okra. There, I said it. I can't, I can't do it. God. Today's episode of Recipe Club brought to you by the National Okra Council. Uh, here we go. Spinning it around. This no part okra, actually no makes okra, you no really nervous every time. On. Oh, oh. No. <laughs> no. You spoke yes. it into existence, man. It, it, there is a there is a, a moment where it's hanging on the precipice of homemade yogurt, Dude, but I it am, crossed over into uh, Dave Chang's favorite I ingredient. I don't know okra. what to do. I'm done. Dave, I think this is a really cool opportunity to take something that you hate and see if we can make you like it. No, I've had it there a, a lot. The only time it's even okay to me is in a gumbo because you can't taste it. And it's well, there for the shipping properties. You should do a gumbo. I'm going to do my mom's okra. And if you hate it, then, you know. You know what we should do? We should just let Priya pick all three of the recipes. Just Priya should pick all three and we'll each take one and that will represent it. No. That will be the most list. All right, fine. You guys want to keep the keep No, the I, I like, I like Chris's going. idea, but it's up. A- yeah, it's up to you guys. I love okra. I think it's so delicious. <laughs> Dave okay, is shaking Dave. his head, much like I imagine <laughs> Hugo shakes his head when he doesn't want to eat something. <laughs> Dave, uh, okay. do a gumbo. Do a gumbo recipe. No, you know why I can't do a gumbo recipe? Because he just yelled at us for an hour yeah. about how it's not okra focused. Yeah. Well, guess what? I like. I think that okra is a critical part of gumbo. I would say that is a perfectly fair game. Again, recipe. That's your interpretation. And I am an originalist. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. Every episode ends on this. Okay. So if we tune in a few weeks, oh, wait, you know what's crazy? Dave, I may have just saved your life, my friend, because I believe the next episode we have with Priya will actually have a, a guest club member in Dave's place. I think the Ochre episode is going to be Priya and none other than Rachel Kong as our two featured recipe club guests at the same time. So we may have just saved your life, Dave. Wait, 
Oh, wait, what does that am, mean? Am I getting written out of the show? Like this <laughs> you're, you're, we're, we a- want Am to... I being like Catherine Heigl? Am I, I believe that much that the, of a I believe that problem? the last episode, there was a specific request to hear Priya and Rachel go head to head. And we are we were going to decide to pop Rachel in here to cover Roker, unless you really want Dave I'm to cook being, Roker. I'm being written out of <laughs> Recipe Club like Susan Lucci. This is amazing. Dave fell down an elevator shaft. <laughs> You guys are on Viving. Oh, that's me right. From the Fresh we're Prince. On we're on Viving Day. If you guys actually are probably tired of me, just <laughs> write me out of Recipe Club, please. <laughs> For make this a permanent change. No, that's that's absolutely not gonna happen. Uh but you should reach out to us on all of our various social media platforms, Recipe Club on Instagram, Recipe Club podcast, Facebook group, uh, to share your comments, photos, and videos. We are going to get in there and, and mix it up with everybody as soon as we figure out how to use Facebook. Um, and send your your questions, your objections, your appeals to Recipe Club at MajordomoMedia.com. Next episode is going to be Bisquick with uh, Brian Ford. You guys got any closing closing thoughts, any predictions for, for Brian Ford's episode? What did you end up choosing, Chris? I feel like we were texting about which one you should do. So, well, let's talk about this really quick because I texted Priya because I was going to go way out of my comfort zone and make, what was I going to make, Priya? What's it called? How do you pronounce Gulab it? Gulab jamun. Which is like Ooh, a, a dessert, a, fr- a, 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 a fried so and good. then yeah, sugary dessert. And I saw a bunch of recipes for this using Bisquick. But Priya, you kind of freaked me out a little bit about it because you're like, oh, I don't know. Some of these look a little hacky. I don't know if this is going to work. And so I uh, ultimately opted for the Bisquick Okonomiyaki and we'll see how that stands up. That's it, guys. Give us five stars. Um, Otherwise, we'll yell at you yet again at the top of this show on the Apple podcast page. And um, tune in next week for another episode. Give us five stars. (laughs) You give us five stars. We give you five stars. (laughs) 